Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. How long have you been married first time? First time I was married. First time I got married. Well, you know, I kind of don't remember much. I was high on drugs for most of that time. <laughs> <laughs> I met my first wife when I was 25. And I think we were together for 10 years. But I don't know how long we were married. But I have no idea when we got married. I once... She complained that I never celebrated our anniversaries. We're sitting in a pub. One of my students had passed out. And they said to me, when did you get married? And I said, I don't know. So I took my ring off. And inside the ring was the date. And I said, ah, oh, it's my anniversary tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the ring back on. The guy I was with was the doorman on the Ivy. There's like a six-month waiting list to get a reservation on the Ivy for stars. Oh. He got me one for the next day. And I, it looked like I'd planned this well ahead. <laughs> so we went for the, the dinner and we sat next to Steve Martin, Salman Rushdie, Gareth Southgate, um, the guy from the Sweeney's wife, Thor. His wife was there. I can nearly remember. She's a film star as well. Anyway, loads of famous people were sitting there having that dinner. And they did a big fuss because it was our anniversary. They'd done a happy anniversary around a plate and stuff like that. So it kind of saved my bacon once, but... It ain't going to work every year, is it? It's not going to... So it looked like I planned one thing, but I never did. Not only been married once, yeah? Yeah, that's See? 19 years. 19 years. Yeah, wow. Prisoner for 19 <laughs> years. And he's still got all his hair. Yeah. He's done well. Jesus Christ. You're yeah, a very, very brave man. Nine. And how old are the kids? 17, 12, 9, and 2 and a half. Jesus Christ. It's got to be one during the pandemic. No, no, no. I mean, well, kids are a nightmare. That's what I told you. I need a seven-seater. I need one, so I bought one. Well, you got a, you have a big taxi now, so that'd be fine. Got to be two cars. You need a coach. Coach, yeah, yeah, <laughs> need yeah. A bus. I don't know what it is. I mean, kids, no one has much, that many kids anymore. You know, a four is a big family nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and who can afford four kids? You must be a rich man. Most important is the, is the health. So is you're healthy, you know, yeah, that's the richest. Of course. Mm -hmm. 100%. The, the family. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, saying that, you know, my wife and kids have been great during my time with knowledge. So uh, I'm going to kick off with basically Paula. Welcome back because we did a podcast with yourself, and uh, I lost the sound. Yeah, um, which was a disaster because I did one, and Ian Beetlestone was yeah. here as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I'm really upset about that. Maybe one day Ian come back and we can do it all again. Uh, Dritten, welcome. I I can't pronounce your surname. What is it? Gorzalio. No one can pronounce your surname, Everybody not even you. Gorzalio. 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 Yes. Gorzalio. Gorzalio. Yes. Oh. Okay. Um, well, Paolo Almeida. The Almeida, actually. The Almeida. The Almeida Theatre. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Paolo de Almeida. The Almeida. The Almeida. The Almeida. Almeida. Paolo de Almeida. <laughs> 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 really, it's so popular in Portugal. It's like Smith. I yeah, Paul Smith. Is. Oh dear, uh, and uh, yeah, we've got Dritten. We've got Paolo and Dritten. Don't worry about what their surnames are. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, and pa uh, Paolo, well done. Congratulations. You've Thank just. You. Um, Thank you. Yeah. you. I can see you outside in your lovely new TXE that you're driving, and uh, Dritten, you'll be driving something very very soon uh, with your four children in the back. I imagine. Um, so yes, Dritten, you've just got your rec um, a while ago now. You're just waiting right four now. Four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, and yeah. you don't have an appointment yet for your finals. No, yeah. Okay. And have they got back in touch with you? 
Yes, they did. What, what they said? They're waiting for CBT check and that's it. CBT, what, your motorbike? Moped. Uh, CRB. CRB. Yeah. Sorry. Have you noticed that they've been um, a little bit inefficient with the admin side at TFL at the moment? No. No? You, you've managed to get everything done and sent off. Very nice. Smoothness. You're not so finding... I, to be honest, I had a good experience, yeah. but I'd made sure, double-checked everything. I duplicated a lot of documents that needed. Yeah. So I made it idiot-proof so yeah, by, I, by um, registered post. And to be fair, because I live out London, outside London, I went to various post offices, even though they were Crown Post Office. Yeah. And they said, no, you've got to go to one in Greater London. So I went to Barnet, which is the nearest one into Greater London, and I had a really helpful um, post office clerk. She, yeah. she was great. She went through it all. The only one thing, and someone else has made this mistake, I was just about to pay, because it says on the forms you can pay um, directly using the form via the post office and then yeah. take payment, stamp it, and it's all done. And she said, oh, went to process it. She said, it's a different fee. And I went, no, it's definitely this amount. She said, no, yeah. no, you, you know, you saved yourself a few quid. And luckily someone heard and said, no, that's for first, you know, when you first apply for a green badge or yellow badge. Yep. So the paperwork really needs to be amended and yeah. the post office needs all, everyone needs to be in, in, in aware of that because that can cause the delay. And someone I know did that, paid, and it delayed them a month. So literally, from the day I got my wreck, which is 27th of Feb, to the 27th of March, I got my final. So it was a month. That was So, yeah, brilliant. Mm. I know the person who had uh, enormous problems with this thing. So what happened, when they went to the post office, they said, you need to pay 120 he said, no, it's, it's 180, isn't it, I think? I can't remember. Yeah, 180. Yeah, you could pay one, yeah. but it says 120. No, yeah, you need to pay 120. This wrong. So he paid the 120. And they didn't process his form, and they said, you owe us 60. So he tried to pay the 60, and it wouldn't go through. It would, they, they wouldn't accept the 60. They kept on saying, oh, we, they get to the credit card bit, it won't take the 60. I don't know why. Uh, in the end, this went on for months, this same problem. In the end, I phoned up and said, how do we get around this block? Every time you try and take the 60, your card system won't take the 60. It wants to take the 180, but he's already paid 120. Um, they said, I don't know. I said, right, I will pay the 180 now completely again. Do that. They've done that. And he's still waiting for his 120 refund of the what he paid to get back. And they have no idea... The, the system is kind of a little bit bananas. And I do think it's got something to do with COVID where they're working from home. Right. That could we, be done. We've phoned them a few times and they've hung up. They were so rude. I think sometimes also having outsourcing stuff, so it's up in Sheffield, enough no disrespect to Sheffield, doesn't matter where it is, but it's not in London. Like, for example, we, when it, everything was in Penton Street and you can go there and speak yeah. to someone, stuff gets done when you have a face-to-face. Yeah. And um, so I was aware of all these things, so I made sure. And also I spoke to, because I belong to the USG, USG, UCG, sorry, Karen. I spoke to her, gave her the heads up, and she was like aware if there was any delays. Because I just wanted to make sure everything runs smoothly. You know, you, you've got your rec. You want to pass your finals. Bosh. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a good tip. So if anybody out there is watching this and you basically are applying, it does have the wrong price on the form. Yep. You don't pay that. You must pay what you've been told to pay. Don't take any notice of the person behind the post office desk because yep. they don't actually know. And if you do underpay, the next process is a nightmare. But just to add to that, don't make, just write your car details on the form. Put your car details on the form and they'll process it that way. Don't do it via the, uh, the on the counter. Yeah. That avoids the, any confusion then. That's mm. basically a tip. Just... Yeah. 
The only thing I forgot to send a copy of my passport. Yeah. They asked me, send a few hours, done. Okay, well, you talk about a passport because I've had another one come last night who said, look, Dean, they've, they've refused my application. They've come back saying photographs are not good. I said, well, what did you send them? They said they asked for a passport photo. So I said, what did you send them then? He said, I took a picture of my passport photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You, you've got to be... Yeah, I said it's not a picture of your passport photo. You go to the shop and yeah, have a passport yeah. photo taken and send them that. Yeah, but it also says here about passports. I said yes. Yeah. They want a picture of your passport, but they need a photo of you that's a nice, clean photo, yeah. not a picture of a picture in yeah, a picture. Yeah. Yeah. They send you a link. You open it and you take a picture with your phone straight away. And say that's it. You don't have to go anywhere else. Mm. You can mm. do it from home. And and mm. and also send it by registered post, so you know. Yeah, they got it. Absolutely, yeah. It's just for the sake you've done all that hard work. But they're they're taking um, it over the post office counter, so I don't know about the registered post aspect. Yeah, well, I mean... Isn't that registered post by doing it with them? Well, they don't... Because they're not taking payment, I don't think you're actually doing it from them. I just really had a Mm. a helpful post office client. I thought they charged us for the post office service of them checking the documents and sending them. They didn't charge me. But I think if you was applying first time, then, yeah. That probably mm. would 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 be the case. Yeah. But what was your badge number? You've got a good one. Yeah, I have actually. It's eight one zero one one. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One 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 out. Yeah. If it was, you know, yeah, if you had yeah. all the ones. So you literally was. Oh no, no, that's a that's a hundred out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You need to be one more hundred up. Looks like mine's going to be eight one double seven. Eight one double seven. You sure? Double seven. Oh, <laughs> Funny enough, on the way, on the way um, just earlier on, I, I stopped at my local um, village, Welling, old Welling anyway, and um, just walking back to the cab, and this bloke's walking his dog, and he said, uh, how much Terminal 5? And I went, excuse me? And he went, it's all right, mate, I'm a cabbie. <laughs> I was there for 40 minutes, I think, I've got to go, we're going to be late for this <laughs> vlog. But it's funny, we, you, you know, because you've got this around your, around your neck, you know, I'm really proud. It's like, yeah. it's an achievement, isn't it? So we'll like something to, to, you know, you look at it and think, yeah, I've, I've done it. And you respect yeah. anyone that's, that's, that's passed the knowledge. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was chatting away. And was he cracking a joke then when he said how much to tell Yeah, the yeah, he was. He was just like, <laughs> and then we're just chewing the fat, you know, just giving me advice. He's telling me this and that and these experiences and what you're doing. Any what, good advice he gave you? Um, Give the job up? No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, he, was, he, he just said, like, find your own feet, you know, whatever hours you're going to work, yeah. and you'll work it out. And literally a lot of people said that. Yeah, so, we, we work every system. Do you have an idea of the system you're going to work? I want to sort of go out about 2, 2 o'clock in the afternoon and work to about 1. That's that's the plan. And yeah. obviously things come up with family, you you work around that. Yeah, so. yeah. Because you'll find that people work shifts, then they work money, mm-hmm. Um so you go out, I'm going to go out until I get 200 pounds. I'm going to go out until I get 300 pounds and then go home. Um, but I think shifts was always a bit the best idea. That's the best. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go out at two and come home at one. Yeah. Um, the problem with it is that it can be really steaming at one o'clock in the morning and you think, oh, I'm going home now, yeah, I'll yeah, carry yeah. on going. Yeah. Um, and then there's a balance between how long you go on for that you eat into your energy for the following day. Mm. And you have to decide, well, yeah, I stay out here and I get more tired, which means I can't get to work tomorrow at two because I'm too tired. And it's learning the balance. Yeah, I think you may, I remember you, one of your previous vlogs, you said you had a job from, you was near home. Yeah. And it took you all the way Twickenham. to Twickenham. Yeah. Now, I can see easily, you know, I've, I've obviously not been out, but I can imagine that's a mistake anyone can make mm. and people will make. 
but you pay for it next day and it's forced economy because you might have thought, oh, I smashed it today. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to look at the overall week, month. That's that's how I yeah. Think. Yeah, what you learn all of those things, which mm. are written. How long have you been studying? I started this quite some time ago, and I just left because I wasn't ready. And then uh, second time, four years ago, right now. Yeah. Well, you were from my perspective. You were good. You did work hard. Did you not work so hard in the beginning? No, I did not work very hard. Mm. And with the points, I had a big problem with the points. I didn't do them in a, in a correct way. Mm-hmm. So I should really go check. How to come in, how to come out, rather than just go see the point, move to the next one. I'm going to say you've done it the right way and what you just said I there was wrong. I think to me and is in the wrong way. So I should spend a bit more time with my points. That's you think? Wrong. Yeah. I'm going to say that you're wrong completely. When you go there, if you've done, let's say we're just starting out and I go and visit 10 points, or you go and visit 10 points and you're looking at how well you get in and out. I'm going and I'm not looking at 10 points. I'm looking at 30 and I'm not looking at how I get in and out. So I've got 30 points under my belt. You've got 10. The percentage of you being asked one of your 10 is lower than me being asked one of my 30. The percentage when I'm practicing at the table, the points that and the questions are coming out is higher for me knowing the points that are on the sheet. So I'm practicing that question that's actually in use. And then I can learn what it is that they specifically want me to get in and out of. If you learn the in and out for what you've just pointed, you're learning the in and out for something that will never, ever be asked in that fashion because you're doing it for every single point. So there's no discrimination. You have to do it for everyone because you're thinking, what if they ask this? What if they ask that? Um, I'm never thinking what if. I know what they're asking. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But remember before it was they will ask you leave one left, sit down one left. Or, um, yeah, they they still have to ask it. They can ask you only one question in 20 months. But no, before they still have to ask it for it to be aware that you need it. So you got a point. Mm-hmm. So we should check that a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, you took it. Mm-hmm. So when you, they st- when you start, before you start, say, well, you have to leave on left and come out. Sure. And that's the problem. How to come a- out of that point. You would have been you would have been practicing your point to point though, wouldn't you? Yeah, but... If you get asked a question that's brand new for the first time on an appearance, there's not much anyone could prepare for that you rely on your skill that you've accumulated but if you're asking something that was on the sheet then you had the opportunity to practice it and if you carry on doing what you're doing with, with the first left first right and the idea that you mentioned then you don't have many points because you have five times the information for every single point that you pointed so you only have the volume of a, a information you can take in in one day let's say it's 50 points i get 50 points you get 10 because you've got extra information for every single one of your points that I don't have. So I can point more. If I can point more and remember those points, when I sit down and practice the point to point, if the question now needs something, no matter what the situation was, old or new, I look at what it needs now and I know this question needs it. And you're still going on the basis of let's do it for everything because everything might need it. And the might needing it means you're trying to know everything and cover every base. So I'm absolutely sorry, but you're wrong. And you, you're basically uh, blaming the mistake you made on a presumption that you think that was what the mistake was. Do you okay. not get it? That if you did every first left, first right, and turn around for every single point that you did, you'd have that for 80 points. Let's say you point 80 points. It's five to six times more information. So you would now have about 600 pieces of information from your one daily pointing session. How do you think that works? So it doesn't work. So you'd have to reduce the amount of points you see to bring it down to about 50, which means you only pointed 10 places. 
So which means that your percentage of being asked something that you know is lower. Rather than doing, um, let's say, a thousand points in two weeks, I yeah. should do six hundred. And you think that you'd have all the detail for those six hundred? Try as much as you can. You never have enough, but but yet, out of those six hundred, you did. What do you think the percentages of questions on a sheet each day that need extra information that you didn't have? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be pretty low. It's going to be pretty low. The percentage of questions that need extra information that you haven't learned or didn't learn from doing point to point or didn't pick up when you was out there, the percentage is very low. For you to cover the base that you're talking about, you now make the volume of information very high. So just to make sure that you knew everything, you have now got a swamp of information of uh, first left, first right, and a turnaround for the presumption of what you think might be needed for this point. For every point that you do, that is an enormous amount of information. And then you're presuming you remembered it and learned it anyway because you actually went out there and see it. And neither of those things are going to happen. Yet when it comes out on the sheet, you are aware that it needs something. And now we can say specifically what it needs and I can chase that. And if they come out with something new, I can chase that too. If they come out with something new on my appearance, hard luck. I can't go and know everything. So I'm still adamant that your your idea of why you think you failed in the early days on the fact that you didn't know detail of points is wrong. Are, are you in agreement with any of that, Paolo, or you see it slightly yeah, like in Stephen's way? Yeah, I think if you, you're, you're taking on too much unnecessary information, you're just burdening yourself. And that's that's because you so much your, yeah. your your brain can process. But he's nodding now as if that's so, true. So I think. Yeah. I think, and the, but the other thing that's is, you, when you speak to fellow students and in groups, whatever, there's going to be points that, like, for example, Belsize Park Station. Yeah. And that's everyone's like, no, you can only set it down on the left or you can only set it on the right. Now, everyone's got a different idea. And if you get penalised in, in an exam, well, unless you can contest it, you just got to wipe your mouth. Yeah. And well, if there's something you don't know, we've all had that. I mean, I remember being asked uh, Wimbledon Park Station, Southfield Road. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. And I didn't know the to get back the spin, so crashed Purbright Road, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. At the time, didn't see it, and you just got to wipe your mouth, and that was my yes. failure. Yeah. But you learn from that. Yeah, but the idea would be that Wimbledon Park Station is a common point. Yeah. It will be asked needing that turnaround often. Yeah. You're practicing your point to point and now aware of it needs this one specific thing. Mm. You seek the answer for that specific thing and now it's down to you to learn it and remember it. Rather than going there, learning the turnaround for it because you're guessing it needs it. And every other point that you do, you're guessing it needs it. And then no examiner ever, ever asks that Even question. Dean, P, doing P2P, you're only do, doing the points which students pick them up. How about the one which they don't know what they've been asked for? Again, you're just not playing the percentages. So you're talking about the outsiders. The points that people can't remember are generally the ones that are rarest anyway. So they haven't seen it on the sheet. So they're unable to remember it themselves. So you're looking at something that's rare. You might get asked that as well. That's fine. But the absolute uh, bread and butter of everything is actually appearing on the sheet. And if you can't answer those, you're in trouble. And nearly everybody you see who mucks up their appearances it, they're not doing it because of the turnaround they didn't know they're mucking up a run that they should have got there's 10 points gone on a run that they've just crashed on in your case it's actually a fairly good example the mm. Wimbledon Park Station uh, that is just lack of luck on experience mm. of that particular question on the sheets yeah, there's not early, much you can do it was early into my appearance um, appearances yeah. and, and then with me at the time 
if I that was like first question and then I went to pox I thought I should have known that and then you start giving yourself hard time and then your emotional being takes over it's like right let's get out of this situation fight flight or freeze yeah so it's learning to manage that yes so as long as you've you've done your work and it, and then I learned that if I don't know it we don't know it yeah and just move on but still stay focused and calm yeah and there's techniques you can do breathing yep. you know I close I used to close my eyes and then just you know not yeah. look down look just straight ahead those kind of things they uh, help me. And going back to when you started. The, the you said, I've done 320 runs. Yep. Done my points. And then I come back to you. You asked me to do things to call them. And you were pretty happy with my calling. And you give me another book to do missing pieces. Yep. I expanding. Said, oh my which. God. But that saves me. The information I got from missing pieces, it was unbelievable how much they helped me. Yeah, but it's at the that right was, time. It was the right yeah. It was the right time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I wouldn't do missing pieces, I still would be uh, doing P2P. Mm. I, there is you point to point is the absolute secret to it but the missing pieces is, is going to speed up your ability to pick up these little extra roads that you need for your repertoire so there is a time for that but there is a a plan and a structure to the whole knowledge that people miss you do not need to know everything for your first appearance there are f about 1500 points that you can guarantee will give you a chance to score a c on your first appearance just 1500 the reason you won't score will be to the quality of the routes that you use then there's only 3,000 points asked on 28 uh, 56s forgive me 3,000 points asked on 56s there's 6,000 to 7,000 points asked on the overall knowledge so knowing the amount of points that you need for each level is important picking up the detail for all of these points is important but the absolute best way to do it is in the employment of the questions it's not to do uh, it 100% agree with you I'll wait I'll done Till I've done everything and I'll start doing uh, my appearance. I should start doing before that. When I receive, when I've got like uh, 1,500 points or yep. 2,000 points, but I finished them all before I start my uh, appearance. That oh. was, I was late on that. I agree with that. And what, where was your point to point started? Straight away when you finished 320? When did you start sitting down doing questions from the sheet? After I finished all. All of what you just said? That's right. Okay, there's. So we're trying to narrow down, like a doctor, yeah, the, the I, diagnosis. I agree with you that... Yes, here is one... So my point was going to be this. If you are on your Blue Book runs and you've done 160 runs, now is the time to begin your experimentation with point-to-point. -to -point to, you can start off by trying to think of the questions in reverse. Uh, you could try and think of the whiz links without learning them, without doing those as, as set points because i don't think you should do the whiz links and i don't think you should do the reverse runs but doing them as a point-to-point -point question is stimulating and you need to do that every day to the extent of whatever free time and relaxed time you have it shouldn't be a pressure as you're doing that and building up with more and more runs you'll get slightly better at it and when you've done 320 runs the point-to-point -point then needs to take a jump it needs to become much more per day and people are not timing that right. They're down now moving on to points, like you did, getting that done and doing it in sections, whereas the point-to-point -point needed to be growing with you as you went on because point-to-point -point is the, the real skill that we're doing. Mm. The other thing I noticed with point-to-point -point that people need to really understand, and I used to do this in all my beginner's class, whenever you start point-to-point, -point, please understand that you're going to be no good at it. Mm. And as soon as you can accept that and be happy about it, you can just... Try your best to get from A to B. It doesn't matter what the quality of the route was. It's the succeeding to get to A to B by naming roads that work. If you can do that, you're making progress. But we learn far faster 
by the mistakes we make on the map, looking at the route we used, than we'll ever learn by thinking for 24 hours and trying to come up with a correct answer. It's just about getting through this volume. 100%. I mean, I think that applies to anything in life. You learn more from your failures. I always say that to my kids. Yeah. Failing is not, you know, awesome. it's, it's a great learning Mm. Um, moment experience I think I've done it in one of my beginners videos I use the um, metaphor for playing darts because I've always thought it was the best one yeah you see too many students who are beginners now if you're advanced then think take aim because if the question's difficult an advanced student will spot straight away it's difficult and they should stop and think a beginner doesn't know whether it's difficult or easy because every question's hard Mm. and in that case it's a case of throwing the dart because you're an amateur who are you pretending by taking aim that you're going to hit treble 20? You're just about going to hit the board. Throw the dart and learn to keep adjusting your aim from experience. And with point-to-point, um, this is really actually very, very important advice. When you're doing point-to-point as a beginner, it's about doing runs very freely, very quickly, not thinking too deeply. Run the run, see what it looks like, question what it looks like and say, was it good enough? Get to a standard of the run that you think is good enough for you, don't try to make it super intricate. Do what you know you could do with ease when you're thinking about it and get through a volume of runs. Keep frying them down. But too, you do see beginners thinking for so long. And you think, what are you thinking about? And so I'm trying to think which bridge to use. Well, I don't think it's going to use any bridges on this particular run. And yeah. if you'd have just ran the run, you might have found that out for yourself. Just mm. get on with it. Just throw down the run. I remember joining uh, one of your classes on Zoom. Was doing, I think, might have been um, Dulwich or Bridges, something like that. And I remember you asked me to do a run, and there was Lee was on there, a few people mm. further ahead of me. And my, you know, calling was was wasn't great, mm. but you explained it's fine because you're trying. You know, you've never done it, and yeah, like you say, you are going to be not very good at the beginning, but like you just got to keep doing it. The more yeah. you do. Like anything. You Did know. you find your ego kicks in? You don't want to be sort of embarrassed. You don't want to be shamed. You want to be good at it. No, of course. But you've, that's the other thing. You've got to manage your, your emotional being because it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to make a fool myself and you don't know this, what you're doing in front of everyone. But it's good exposure, you yeah. know, getting you prepared to being in a, an uncomfortable situation because that's what an appearance is. It's an mm. uncomfortable situation. Being asked something, no, no idea what, under pressure, you want to do well and it's managing all those Best way is dive in. It's like the other people that delay getting doing their map tests or yeah. they try. And then you spend years on the knowledge, building up more information, more information. It's, it's no good. No, no. It's so. Which leads us to another top tip. Get onto appearances as fast as possible. Absolutely. Whatever you think your standard is doesn't matter. And I often tell people, let's say you, you don't apply for appearances for another year. And let's say that you could split yourself in half. They didn't apply for appearances, but your alter ego did. Mm. And that alter ego got D's all the time. You're both in exactly the same position, except he's got D's worth of experience that you've got nothing on. And you're going to start now. Do you think you might start scoring still? Because you've still got all that to go through. But being on appearances is the deal. And I think a lot of people try to consider the examiners as like, um, oh, I don't want to make a fool of myself. Their job there is to test you. Absolutely, yeah. You get up there and get up there and get tested as fast as possible. Yeah. You'll learn from the experience. And I know both of you are going to have these due to circumstances of nerves and which might have scored if you was more advanced in your procession through the knowledge. So we need that experience. We need to get on appearances to gain that experience. Mm. What was your first appearance like, Dritton? Scary. Mm-hmm. Um 
I had my mayors. Yeah. She asked me a question. I'll give an answer. She says, it's not there. And because it was my first appearance, I said, I said damn, it should be there to myself, obviously. I said, ma'am, I only can see it's over here. And um, she said, no, it's not there. I said, sorry, we have to move. I don't know. I said, well, sorry, it's there. What, what point was time. it? Do you remember the point? Yeah, to, um, Horse Station. Is it in Tottenham Lane? Horse Station, yes. Tottenham Lane? Hornsey Station. Hornsey Station. Three times. I what did you give the answer for? What, what was the I wrong said, answers that you gave? I give the correct answer, but oh. she got the wrong one. Yeah. She got it wrong. Oh. And then I lost a bit of confidence. Mm. So I went all the way through it. Just couldn't name one road. Did she admit that she'd got it wrong there? Oh, yeah, she told me, yeah. Yeah, sorry, it's there. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. might be thinking yeah. the wrong station, yeah. No, no, she apologized, she, yeah. she did, but I started calling, but I started calling too fast, and she said, go, go back, because you're too fast. <laughs> so, yeah. Which leads us to another top tip. Yeah. When we're practicing, call as fast as you like. Matter of fact, call fast, very fast, get your practice out. Mm. But when we go for an exam, be communicable. Be it's true because they don't know where they're going, what, what line you're taking. So no. obviously they have to go through. They listen to it all day long. Well, you know when we listen to someone called Blue Book and mm. uh, they can say, "Leave up until you're at Copenhagen Street, left Kellerow, left Kniggy Street, I'm here, Sheffield Road, Sheffield Road, right Kingsway Road, Ford Kingsway Road, right Acton Street, left Crazy Road." Yeah, you should take it easy. Should <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they start calling like that in appearance. Can't do it. I've done it with the nerves, and you, you're like a. You know, drum and bass MC, and they're like, "What? What's going on?" And you're like, "I've had it." You know, an examiner just said, "Whoa, whoa, slow down." And then yeah. you're like, "Oh, get flustered." What I did. Mm. So those kind of things, yeah, you just need to be and aware. And the pause between each word kind of gives you a double check in your mind, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, leave by Matilda Street, mm. right, Copenhagen Street. Mm. Mm. You can, you know, you getting the question correct is important the marks that you might lose for because i've always thought it's a very bad thing for losing marks for hesitation i don't think it's um, justified um the fact that we're not allowed to think of complicated answers seems absurd to me but losing marks for that forget that part getting the run correct and not taking an illegal turn don't matter super about the route getting a route that's reasonable is within most of our scope yeah I agree. Um, and that's that's it stick to that get your six points seven points if you get a 10 that gives you some credit mm. in the bag for the next question yeah i crashed my first one my second one um i crashed somewhere which i wasn't sure where the third one i got nine points and the last one i got four uh four yeah mm. so i say you really with the, without the crashes you would have scored yeah, she said, I can see you doing the books, the books completely. It just wasn't your day to day. Mm-hmm. This is your first appearance. First it was my first, yeah. And mm-hmm. my last one with Mears as well. Never had another <laughs> one with her. <laughs> Jane is, Jane is, uh, my Mears is very, um, questions are actually tricky, aren't they? She's not got the easiest questions in the world. No, she goes, she likes to cross all the roads in, <laughs> from northwest to northeast and, you know, southwest yeah. to southeast. Mm-hmm. How would you grade her in terms of the examiners being most and least difficult? She is difficult. On answering, uh, uh, question your your uh, things. She can't uh, redline your now, Dritton. She can't. <laughs> your I, I, I think my man's is very <laughs> fair, very uh, fair, very fair. Yeah, examiner. but the questions are a bit. And, uh, yeah, they're technical. Uh, yeah, you know they're. Well, she's yeah, she's East London. She's, she's across. Mm. Yeah, 
She's been nice. Um, always she's been nice. I mean, I'll, uh, I like her questions. I do think yeah. they're technical, but like everything, if we know the answers, you know the answers. If you don't know the answers, it's everything seems far harder. I think, like you know, some some lines, Marmers will ask, and you think, do I go above the park, you know, or below it? Those and they're they're great because get you mm. thinking and they're useful stuff. Yeah, and that's what I like when you have examiners that give you, like Mr. McDowell, Whitlock West End. You think that's going to be your bread and butter, you know? And that's that's the problem. When I heard, when I heard, had her, she didn't let, let me think. She said, "Just go." Yeah, yeah. Even ten seconds. That wasn't ten seconds. Uh, I think in the line, <coughs> and the lines are long. <laughs> I think yeah. it's just part of the process, the pressure. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've had a few experiences, um, appearances with my mares, and she's been, you know, I scored, and I haven't scored, and then they've been great, and luckily, had uh, my mares for my final. So, yeah, and uh, badge day, which is great. So, but yeah. Well, she's a favourite of mine, so yeah, really. yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, yeah. Oh well, so a D on the first one. What was the process then of uh, your scores as you went through? How many fifty sixes did you have? Um, six, six fifty sixes. Yeah, so there was a red line. Oh no, there wasn't no, a red line. line. No, wow, yeah, no. that's good. And my twenties was a red line. One, okay, and twenty yeah. ones. And twenty ones as well. A red line on twenty ones. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think it's because you was Corsivan. Uh-huh. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your process there, Paolo? I, I scored my first. I had Mr. Hall and I did score. I got a C and gave me some sound advice and we had a good chat. He was telling me an, an experience he had when he took someone. They wanted to go from um, east to west and he advised not to go down Oxford Street time of day. But this you know, the customer said, no, no, insistent that they wanted to go via Oxford Street. And he said, mm. what the traffic? He just explained that sometimes if that's what the customer so desires, you you oblige yeah and um yeah it was great and then so i went three three i had um and then yeah 28s i I, it was kind of because yeah i d's first time around yeah and then um yeah second time i got through onto 21s first 21 question got a d and then yeah got c's and last question got my last appearance was a b so yeah that led me to another bit of advice in terms of now you driving a cab. Mm. Um, what I found was you could know there's traffic, you could know there's roadworks, but you're going to have to show the passenger. You you can't give them your experience because they just it ends up backfiring. So you could know that Knightsbridge is closed, for instance. Um, and you'll say to them, Look, Knightsbridge is closed and I want to go a completely different route. We're going to go a little bit wider. They don't believe you. Yeah. And they think, oh, so you can show, get there, show them, look, Knightsbridge is closed. We need to go down Grosvenor Crescent and we'll go off into a different direction. Um, and it'll be okay. We can see it's closed and mm. we'll do that. Um, yeah, yes, show them the traffic rather than... Good tip, yeah. If you, oh, well, for a start, if they believe you, you're, you're okay. But don't do it on your own back. Don't sort of like avoid Knightsbridge without telling them because they will not believe that that's why you've done it. They will think you've tried to make the fare longer, which I think we are. I, I don't know of any cabbie that's intentionally done it. I know they must exist, but for us, we don't intentionally make the road, road the journey longer. Doesn't it's we, not, it's not in your interest. No. And we, if we do no, it, we've done interest. it by mistake. Yeah, we, we literally yeah. mucked it up. That, um, I think, I think the key is like anything is communication. If you yeah. just communicate with passengers, your customers and say, look, this situation, see there's traffic here. We can do this, do that. Or if you've got a preferred route, and I think it's just making people comfortable yeah. and, and just reassure them that, yeah, 
Well, well, to, to when when you pass service. out, first of all, you do tend to talk to them uh, maybe more. But after a while, you get experience. You don't need to. You know yeah. exactly what you're doing. But in terms of if you know something's up ahead, you can mention it. If they don't, you, you'll know by the look in their face. I had a man once that wanted to go above Hampstead Heath, and I can't remember exactly where. It would have been somewhere uh, Sheldon Avenue, maybe, Deanwood Road, somewhere in this area. Mm. And from where I was coming, from directly underneath it, uh, I had a little puzzle in my head to go left or right of the heath. And I, I can't remember what was making me decide which way to go, but left of the heath or right of the heath, I'm literally underneath it. And so's law is I'm going to go the wrong one that, for him. And I, I did, and I got there, and he said, oh, all the other cabbies who bring me always come up uh, Highgate Hill. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's no problem. Um, I'll knock off. How much are you usually cost? Oh, it's usually sixteen sixty. I said, okay, well, it says fourteen eighty on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> well let's pay that yeah. Yeah. and he's like oh okay you're making a fuss over something but you must have seen the meter yeah, yeah. at the same time and I knew <clears throat> I don't know to this day if it was better or worse I just remember that I was really there's going to be these puzzles that you're going to get mm. where you're bang on the centre of a route where it's that way or this way mm. and you just think in the end don't worry just do it most people don't care in the, in the world because there was another uh, flip side to that question as well which was there was a run that I got from way down south London to somewhere up near Tottenham. And I could see the Knowledge Boy route bang on. And I literally d- drove it. And I was left and right all over the place, getting up there, getting up there. Um, and he got there and he said, that was amazing. He said, I always knew there was a route that we could take that was far more sort of accurate Um he didn't tip me at all. He just said all this amazing stuff. He said, because all the other cabbies, they just go straight up to Elephant and Castle over Blackfriars Bridge and come straight up. Mm. And I thought, yeah, in the future, that's exactly what I'm going to do as well. <laughs> I ain't going to never yeah, do that yeah, again. Yeah. That was the first and last time you yeah, had that experience. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. If you knew the amount of mental effort that had just gone in to do it. I was like, and you could see this, this simplicity as well you need to look for. Uh, very much roots way down South London, Streatham or Tooting. Mm. A lot of that, is one road up to Elephant and Castle and from Elephant and Castle all the bridges become available. Yeah. You cross the bridge and you're into whatever realm you want to with no thinking at all. So you always opt for this simpler idea. It's a quite a big big focal point, isn't it? Elephant yeah. Castle, it's kind of, you can really, you know, you'll go so many different directions. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a route that you can draw on the map from Collierswood High Street um, and it's very much um, to Tottenham High Road. It will be a very big angle coming all the way up to London Bridge and then run straight up, obviously with the Bishopsgate problem, take that out of mind, but straight up then to Tottenham. And all the knowledge students would string that across and there's a the the bow in that route is enormous. Yeah. But no way am I doing anything else. I'm going to go straight up there and straight <laughs> up there. It's, it's, you've not turned left or right once, technically. Mm. Uh, so you tend to start thinking much more simplistically. Um, so Dritton... Uh, how long did you take, Paolo? So I started in, um, well, I signed up officially TFL July 2019. Mm-hmm. Started appearances um, on the, it was 14th of April 2021. So. Two years of appearances? Yeah. Because this is another so. piece of advice, basically being on appearances, which we've said already. On average, if you are excellent, you're going to be a year on appearances. If you are not excellent, it's a year to two years, two years on appearances, 
one and a half years. So being on appearances, no matter how good you are, you're probably going to be at two years maximum from that date. Mm. So always get onto appearances as quickly as possible. Is the situation here? Mm. Yes, that's the best advice you can give to new students. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, as soon as I started my appearance, which I've done at all the points I, t- I told you earlier, on, mm-hmm. and the pandemic shut for a few months. Yeah, so that gives me more time to my uh, examiners. Yeah, yeah. Well, which brings me to another mistake that people tend to make. You need, as I said earlier, you need about a thousand five hundred points for your first appearance. Absolutely, yes. So if you've got those. What they then do is, rather than um, revising those so that they are literally reflex answers, 1,500 reflex answers that I'm not getting anything wrong, rather than doing that, they keep pushing on. They're trying to take in more points, more points, more points, but yet you're making enough mistakes with the 1,500 you've already got, which means, let's say you're making a mistake with 400 of them. If you stayed at home and revised fully and and with a lot of repetition – You've increased your repertoire by 400, whereas you're probably not pointing 100 a week anyway, as most people seem to be pointing a lot less than they used to in the old days. Uh, the old days would point 250 a week. I don't know if anyone's pointing 250s a week anymore. They're doing 50s a weekend. Yeah, maybe. Probably, Some yeah. people, I don't know. I mean, I used to, obviously, because this distance I had to travel in. Yeah. So I made sure I was efficient with my time. Yeah. You know, it's because you had to be. I think when I did it, we also had more points to find than you currently do. You're, the repertoire of points has, has been shrank drastically. Uh, we went over London Bridge yesterday and I noticed Find Latest Corner. Uh, find Latest Corner, do you know? No, I don't. So these are, these are Tivoli Corner. Tivoli Corner is in the... Um, I know where it's Tivoli Corner. Okay, go on, go for it. Um, Princess Street, is it? Yeah, on, yeah, on the corner, the Bank, corner. Yeah, Bank yeah, of England. Yeah, yeah. So you well, did that, Paolo. Mm, well, it depends whether it's being asked. Or not. I, did, yeah. I did hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't couldn't see it, but yeah, I've heard of it. If it's being asked, you guys know it, and you don't get plaques anymore. The plaques were always interesting, but there was hundreds of them, and the, the examiner, depending on what their interest was, if it was music, it was okay. You get a Jimi Hendrix plaque, mm. but if it was science, you was knackered. You get a <laughs> physicist, some physicist living in somewhere <laughs> in wherever. You think, oh, geez, hard ones to remember. Paolo, you're a cab driver now, and I, you have been a star student. And you've become a, a dear friend of mine, and it's really lovely for me to see you pass out. I know that very much like Dritten, you have a story. You you were thinking at one stage of giving up. Yeah, I did. I remember even um, in an appearance, I just – it's hard because the older you are – well, not necessarily the older, but if, you, if you've got responsibilities like family – work commitments distance and then if you're not you're hitting a bit of a kind of hard time with appearances you kind of think am, am I doing the right thing you know is this fair on my family and to be fair if it wasn't for my wife Holly she's been incredible yeah because you need that support network if you're on you know the younger you are great less responsibilities you can really be focused disciplined and you can get the knowledge completed in no time especially if you follow your yeah your system the Wizan system, I'm not just saying I'm being honest because I've looked at everything. It makes sense. It's logical. It's efficient. Software is superb. I'm just not saying that. Yeah. I mean. um, so, yeah, and that's, that's the, st- I remember being at that stage and thinking, yeah, this is, this is, you know, am I doing the right thing? But, you know, absolutely. I'm glad I, I finished. Yeah. And I'm what t- tipped you over to stay? What was it? The, the, what mental process do you use to say, okay, I'm going to stick with this? I don't like to give up. And also, 
what I've put my family through. And, and I, I did this really mm. for my family because, to, you know, being able to still provide for my family in my later years because, you know, I'm not being funny. Am I going to be shoeing horses in another 10, 20 years mm. like I need to? No. Yeah. And um, so my family really was my yeah. main motivator. Well, commendable. I'm glad you didn't give Thank up. You. Dritton, I know that you also, you came so close to giving up. Yes. So what did that feel like? Why was you thinking giving up? Um, it's just once you start seeing no progress in your appearance, mm-hmm. you can see that you're going there, you're not schooling, going back home, you got nothing to show to your wife or, or kids. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. And then, um, yeah. You the lowest, um, and then uh, you kicked me a bit uh, from you, uh, from my wife, and yeah, I just thought I'm gonna have to fight, and not let myself down. Mm-hmm. You, you've yeah. reminded me of something I used to say as one of my standard jokes in all of my induction talks, which is when you start the knowledge, it's good to explain to your family or your wife, or your husband, that this is going to take so much mental effort and focus that I'm not really going to be the, the husband or wife that I used to be, that I need to make this everything so that we can get out as quickly as possible. And the faster I can pass out, the faster we can get divorced and find better partners. <laughs> and that was my, that was my standard gag. I yeah. used it for years, it, it, but it was true for so many people. Yeah, big time. My, my wife, cause you know, she, she didn't have, she didn't have a clue about knowledge. I mean, she grew up um, in kind of, uh, when Hertfordshire, I'm not saying she's not really clue. Like she used to go to London, but not really, no idea what, about the cab yeah. cab trade. And I kind of said, yeah, you know, did, studied knowledge. She's like, what, I don't know, I don't know what you're on about, okay. And then I sort of used to get her to call over now and again, which isn't great, but just to, yeah. and she's like, then once you start, you know, hitting these milestones, past the map, they say, oh, you're done then. No, 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 this is just, now I've got to do appearances, appearances. Anyway, I remember when I finished, got my wreck, said, are you done? No, I've got my finals down. So when, when, when is it over then? <laughs> but no, but she's, she's been great. You're but saying your wife, yeah. I don't have a clue when I start. I don't even know single road in London. I yeah, think it's better. Well, single. Yeah. I think it's I better. A blank canvas. Yeah. Sometimes a blank canvas because having a bit, of, it's like learning to drive. If mm-hmm. someone's taught you how to drive and you've got these bad habits and then it's undoing those bad habits. Yeah. You think you so know something, but you didn't. Yeah, you didn't realize so you didn't. When I started, all I knew it's Bromley, South East London. That's it. Yeah. And if you ask me where South East London, Bromley, what way? I've got no clue. Yeah. Didn't know mm. even know where it's East West. Um, I do appreciate the help from my wife and uh, Dean has helped me a lot. So yeah. yeah. But your you. partners, yeah. and to be honest with you, the, the the patience that a lot of partners show. It's like you, you're doing the knowledge together. There's no doubt about it. Um. Someone, I gave advice yesterday to someone, there, this is not possible for everybody, but you need to weigh up the finances of trying to maintain and hold down a job will mean that you'll do the knowledge longer. And if you could work out the fact of doing the knowledge full time or doing the knowledge whilst working a very minimum wage job that takes less hours, the long run, the financial gain is bigger. It's getting that balance. But you do see a lot of people that are still trying to earn very, very good livings or trying to chase money that they can get. Certainly if they're minicab drivers, they're doing long hours. Um, And obviously we all have bills to pay and you have to have a certain amount of income to cover yourself. But my advice would very often be, if if it was me to do it, 
is what's the minimum I can live on? What's the minimum I can get away with and maximise the hours that I put into the knowledge so this is over quicker and then life changes because the longer you're on this living in those circumstances of holding down a job, trying to earn money, oh, so yeah. painful and so yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. more depressed you and get. That, that has a massive effect on a lot of people mm-hmm. and you can see it and you see people just quit because they can't and it's a shame. I, I remember I've bumped into people around the corner from here bloke was working the um the stadium around here mining uh, rods where the skate park yeah is. okay anyway and he said oh you're doing the knowledge he said yeah he said oh i was on 28 so i'll give up i said why he said oh you know i've got a few days and i said oh it's a shame get back on it mm. and i've met a couple of you know people like that and this and i always try to encourage them to get back yeah. and very often they do get back yeah, but the problem yeah. with getting back is you go back and always live with the fact of if I'd have never given up, yeah, I'd be driving now. now. Mm. I know, but you, you can't. <laughs> no, I you mean, can't. But yeah, people do. It's natural. It's human nature, right? But um, giving up on twenty eights. If there's anybody watching who's thinking of giving up on twenty eights, no. that is the most stupidest idea you could ever have. Mm. You're there on twenty eights. My advice would be this: if you're struggling, don't do any work on the knowledge at all, but still take the appearances. Mm. Just keep. Keep going on the appearances. I'll say to that, if somebody wants to give up 28 or 20 months, go and see Dean. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. go back home and say, blood, I shouldn't go and talk to that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I reached out to you, didn't I, Dean, when I was yeah. at, you know, my kind of like low point. And it, it's having good people around you, a good support network, family, mm. mentors like yourself, you know, always encouraging. And, and call over partners in the past that I've had. They've been you know, in the school and online yeah. and stuff. You know, so many people at the school, like Lee, she's, you know... Been amazing, Lee. Yeah, great You know, great, great people that are good for the trade as well. Because that's the other thing. You want really yeah. positive, proactive people to carry the trade forward. Like, you know, we, our forefathers, they've been, you know, this trade's been going for so many years. We want to keep keep going. We want it to prosper. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a fabric of London. And that's that's important. Yeah. And that's something that I, I'm, I hold, you know, hold dear to me. Yeah. So, mm. yes. Well, we're all cabbies now. Just waiting for your badge, Dritten. Yeah, um, time. I look forward to seeing you out driving and we can Thank come you. back maybe in the future and tell cab driver stories, which are always interesting. It's been really lovely having you both on as guests. I'm very proud of both of you. We've become dear friends as always and I hope that I see a lot of you in the future, which I won't probably because like all students, yeah. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, brilliant. Dean. Yeah, Thank you guys. It. And uh, you yeah, rest up now. Thank you.